You are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good with y'all? It's your girl, Jonan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA and other combat sports, too. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and talk about notable fighters and athletes and how they all got started in the game and of course where they are now so what is good y'all i hope everybody's been having a fantastic day and a phenomenal week so far i believe it is the sort of midterm season for all of you university students out there and i've heard that uh, most of you will actually be going back into classes as of like next week or the week after which is great news but still please 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 take the necessary precautions to take care of yourself and take care of other people because we're still in the middle of a pandemic yeah i know right it's crazy but we have to take all the precautions that we can so that we literally protect everyone around us because this is pretty serious still I don't mean to scare anyone. I feel like we're all just, uh, you know, we know everything ad nauseum. But it is important. It is of utmost important that we still take care of ourselves and we take care of each other by sanitizing, putting on actual like good quality masks. Okay. And getting our booster shots and doing what we got to do to protect each other from the virus okay so yeah that's that's what's been up in the in the campus community i guess but also um it's actually been pretty darn cold outside so hopefully y'all have been that just just taking up some unique measures to warm up at home and you know while you're just uh sipping on your hot cocoa or your coffee or whatever your favorite hot beverage is while doing work or whatever it is you've had some time to catch up with some awesomeness in the world of combat sports these days because yeah i know it's pretty cold outside but uh not when you're watching some ufc action honey okay like this past weekend we had some really good events that after watching i'm sure your blood pressure probably went up to like <laughs> like i don't know like 200 beats per minute I, i'm obviously exaggerating but we had some really, really exciting fights happening this past weekend. We had UFC 270 happening this past weekend, which we're going to be talking about in thorough detail today. Uh, a lot of interesting stuff happened before the fights, during the fights, and of course, the aftermath of the fights, which I think are very important to talk about. So hopefully everybody had a chance to catch up with the fights over the weekend and... Um, yeah, like I said, it was pretty interesting, uh, especially with the outcome, uh, because I told you guys last week, especially for the main event of UFC 270, it was, after all, a heavyweight championship uh, fight and about, which is not always the easiest to predict and to have comments on because... You know, when, when you have a heavyweight fight at that high caliber, it's just so hard to 
even uh, like criticize anybody's methods and techniques because they're like the people fighting each other. They're just so high level. And yeah, even as professional fans, I guess, if you want to call us the like this term. Um, yeah, like it, it's impossible for us to predict everything and to comment on literally everything because there's so much that goes into a heavyweight fight, especially if it's a heavyweight championship fight. And in this case, we were not dealing with any, any easy people. We were dealing with the heavyweight champion of the world, the guy whose, uh, punches, uh, as forceful and powerful as a Ford Escort li literally running you over, aka Mr. Francis Ngannou, <laughs> who was going to be defending his title against the interim heavyweight champion, a guy, an absolute beast from Paris, France, who is literally a gangster, like a nice gangster, I guess. Like, he's not going to beat you up in the streets, but you definitely do not want to be facing off against him in a professional fight, whatever that fighting um, style is. If it's Muay Thai or if it's professional MMA, you do not want to be facing off against him. Cyril Gone. Yes, of course, I'm talking about Cyril Gone. Um, so these two guys were fighting, as you may know. Uh, but it was no easy fight to predict at all, like I said before. But uh, we had some really interesting stuff happening in the meanwhile. Uh, and a lot of interesting stuff that happened prior to the fight happening, which I think is very important to talk about today. Because last week, yeah, we gave you a good breakdown of uh, all the, like, the technical stuff of this fight, what we predicted was going to happen in this fight, but I want to go back and give you all a brief background of um, some of the underlying, like, behind-the-scenes uh, stuff that was happening prior to this fight happening, which I think led to a lot of um, a lot of the drama after the fact that, that I'm also going to be talking about today. So, uh, yeah, we do have a lot of juicy gossip lined up for today, uh, it, but all MMA style, okay? So, it's going to be all good. Okay, grab your popcorns. I hope you're ready. And now, without further ado, let's get started. Okay, so, talk about Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gunn. So, okay, I need to give you guys some... Um, information as to why we even have an interim champion in the first place when we already have a legitimate heavyweight champion being Francis Ngannou so why was what was there even a fight for the interim championship well the story goes as Francis Ngannou defeating the former champion Stipe Miocic to become the heavyweight champion at the UFC right so Ngannou's so happy you know he's on top of the world he now that he is the champion, he wants to make all the calls for his future fights because, you know, being the heavyweight champion at such a big organization like the U at the U like the UFC, excuse me, um, you feel like, yeah, like you should be treated like a king and you should be treated like a superstar because you are, after all, bringing in a lot of revenue into the company and you are a big asset to the company. And I don't blame Francis Ngannou for the way that he was behaving after he won the championship belts because all he did was he literally like he went to his home country of Cameroon and he was just traveling around like doing doing his own stuff like as the as a heavyweight champion should 
you yeah like i get it you should still be training on the side because that's your job after all like you're a full-time fighter you should be in the gym training or at least like maintaining your physique and your preparedness um in case a fight is announced for you and you have uh, like you actually have to go on and fight another opponent sometime but he was also just enjoying life as any person would after winning the ufc championship belts <laughs> right so yeah he was traveling around he went back to his home country being the first ever uh ufc champion from cameroon it's a huge deal obviously he wanted to show off his belt in his home country he wanted to give back to his people now that he had all this money and everything um and he was just doing a lot of fun projects on the side which uh oh also yes okay i remember i was watching this movie i forget which movie it was but francis Ngannou was in this movie as a extra i forget oh goodness i cannot like i cannot recall which movie it was it was a pretty recent movie but uh Ngannou was in this movie so yeah he was doing movies he was playing in movies doing like a lot of side projects fun projects and just traveling around but also like he was pretty disciplined but yeah i get he was i i get that he was not really training uh very very hard at the time because he just wanted to you know chill for a bit and relax for a while and enjoy his time as the champion as the new champion so that's exactly what it was doing but the ufc just took it as oh francis doesn't want to fight because um he was offered a fight this past september or like late august past, uh, past september in 20 uh 2021 and and said okay yeah i'm not really ready for this fight like i'm the heavyweight champion of the world i need to have enough time to be training for this fight I'm not ready. I'm not going to take this fight, right? So the UFC was very, very angry with them. And so they said, okay, you know what, Nganu? Like, you just, if, if that's what makes you happy, traveling around, doing whatever you're doing right now, do that. But we are going to be having an interim championship fight in the heavyweight division. And Nganu couldn't really say anything because he is happy with the decisions that he's making right now but what i said just right now uh on behalf of the ufc actually dana white the president of the ufc said all that and uh it seemed pretty legit and it's not all the time that dana white gives a personal message to his fighters like that you know so it was a little bit you know it was kind of weird we're like okay why is dana white like taking all this so seriously and personally i guess it was a little bit awkward and it didn't make sense at the time but we had this interim championship fight and sorrel gone won this fight so sorrel becomes the interim champ and francis Ngannou, he's out there now he said like he said while that Cyril gone fight was going on he said okay yeah like i'll be ready to fight towards the end of the year or like you know early on in, in the new year which is the fight that just happened this past weekend january 22nd and you know that was <laughs> that's what led up to this fight mainly but um what i said about dana white giving that personal message to francis and ganu there's actually more that goes into that that we are still to find out you know the 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 full story and what's actually going on 
because um, there were so many rumors even prior to this fight. You know, during fight week, uh, when the days were leading up to this fight, uh, we had very uh, reliable commentators and journalists saying that, okay, Francis Ngannou is actually having issues with his UFC contract and the UFC is actually giving him trouble um, legally, I guess. So the trouble being that uh, he only has one more year left to his UFC contract and they were just trying to give him a hard time, you know, just take it hard on him. And Francis just felt like um, he was undergoing a lot of pressure or that's what we were told. Francis didn't really directly comment on this, but that's what uh, reliable sources were telling us, right? So you can already see that the UFC is just putting negative pressure on Francis Ngannou, which is really unfair, you know, leading up to such a big fight like this. Uh, at such high caliber, it's just not good. Like during fight week, you just want to be focusing on yourself and your mental health. And oh, speaking of mental health, sorry, I have to put this in bracket, but this is very important. Today is Bell Let's Talk Day. And um, I want to put this message out there that your mental health matters and uh, you do have people around you that care about you and who are always there to listen to you if there's anything you need help with if uh, there is anything about your mental health that you would like to share with people around you you always have people who love you and that and people that care about you so please let's just use this day um as a reminder that like we need to be there for each other and for each other's mental health and that every single person's mental health matters and that you are seen and you are heard and that we're all here for you okay so yeah i hope uh i hope uh, everybody can can take that to heart and can apply it to their everyday life so yeah happy le- happy bell let's talk day Okay, so I was talking about mental health and okay, so Francis Ngannou, I feel like his mental health was actually starting to get challenged in this in this uh, uh, fight week because the UFC was the UFC was honestly trying to put a lot of pressure on him for no necessary reason. Like all this contract stuff, why can't you talk about it after the fight? Why is it necessary that you literally bring it up? During fight week, it's, it's just not necessary. It's not something that a professional fighter at this caliber should be thinking about. It's just unnecessary stress, right? But these were only some of the things that were happening behind the scenes leading up to this fight. Furthermore, um, in the pre-fight press conference, we had so many French journalists who were there to speak uh, and in favor of Sorel Gone. I don't know who these people were hired by, but all the questions they were asking, they were to bring up Sorel Gone and to literally um, talk trash to Francis Ngannou. And this is kind of surprising to me because Francis Ngannou, I thought he was like, he also considered himself French at this point, but I guess not. Uh, I guess the French really we're just rooting for Sorrel because Sorrel is like this sounds really bad and honestly it's it, it sounds really racist to me and I hate to say it but I feel like the French media was being 
legitimately racist to Francis Ngannou, even though Francis Ngannou, yes, he is a resident of France and he should be treated equally like how uh, they were treating Cyril Ghosn, but the media was not treating Francis Ngannou e equally because they're saying, okay, you know, like we're, we're trying to root for our countryman. And oh, Francis Ngannou, like you betrayed us, like you you're, you don't want to train in France anymore or something. Or even worse, they they were trying to imply, okay, like you're not even one of us, like you you are not even actually French, which was just uh, it, it's so confusing and it makes me really uncomfortable. You know the fact that they actually had this, they were implying this mentality, and um, I was okay. Bottom line, I don't want to like talk about this too much. Uh, but I was very disappointed in the French media because low key, I was I was getting some racist vibes. OK. And uh, so, yeah, that that was also another thing that was a little bit fishy because everything seemed a little bit biased, a little bit. OK, no, it seemed very biased. Uh, in the in the pre-fight press conference, they were literally trying to trash Doug Francis while bringing up uh, Cyril Ghosn. And yeah, speaking of behind the scenes stuff, uh, Cyril Gunn, as the interim champion, he was uh, a huge favorite in this fight in terms of odd uh, in terms of odds and uh, just betting like Vegas bettings, which, you know, I don't know, you know, usually it's the champion who's the favorite. But in this case, it was the interim champion who was the favorite and the actual champion was the underdog. That that's kind of yeah that that should tell you something okay, and I get it like I I, I understand why each person uh, deserves to be applauded in this case like I'm talking about Francis Ngannou and Cyril Gon in the case that they're both phenomenal fighters and they both deserve to be celebrated and acknowledged for their skills and talents. But for people in power to be favoring one party this much while literally bashing the champion, it's just, it just didn't make sense to me. I didn't like the way they were trying to promote this fight, period. Anyway, so the fight happens on Saturday night. And so now let's talk about some technical stuff. So when we think about both Cyril Gunn and Francis Ngannou, we think about just out of this world Thanos level Avengers like uh, like striking skills <laughs> okay there's nothing more powerful than a Francis Ngannou right hand and there's nothing you know powerful and 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 uh, speedy and fast as a uh, Cyril Gunn you know all, all the Muay Thai stuff that he does in a MMA fight it's just uh, it's it doesn't really matter. No, no one else's skills matches up to his in the heavyweight division. I got to give him props for that. So it was a very exciting fight to anticipate. And when it, and when it happened, like we, that was what we were expecting. We we're expecting a lot of striking. But I feel like because of the fact that we're really expecting that, the fighters are like, okay, if, if the regular fans expect that we're going to strike, well, most definitely my opponent is also expecting me to strike with him so what do i do in this case i'm gonna actually do the opposite i'm gonna surprise him meaning i'm gonna try to wrestle with him instead and grapple with him because that's something that he's not expecting 
And that was the mentality of Francis Ngannou because, you know, when we think about Francis Ngannou, uh, we were like, okay, like, unless he knocks out his opponent, like, there's there's no way that he's going to win the fight or dominate his opponent in a fight. But Francis did exactly what nobody was expecting, and that was to try to grapple and get into clinches with Cyril Gunn, attempt takedowns, and actually land those successful takedowns so that he could just put a lot of pressure on Cyril and to dominate the fight that way not necessarily try to strike with Cyril because in that case it would have been a lot more um gruesome and a lot more uh should I say it would have been less efficient of a fight for Francis Ngannou at least because Ngannou has all this power which he can easily use in his striking but um if if the power doesn't work if, uh, for example, if Cyril has a very strong chin and Francis uses all his power, concentrates all his power into his shots and the shots don't work, then after one, two rounds, you're going to be really exhausted and uh, you're going to have a hard time continuing the fight at the same constant level and your energy is going to drop and it's just going to go really bad from that point on, right? So you don't really want that, especially at such a high level um, in the the fight game, right? So you have to kind of fight smart and you have to strategize well before you even start the fight. So that's exactly what Francis did. Francis knew that everybody was anticipating that he was going to strike with his opponent. And we hadn't really seen Francis try to wrestle with his opponents super dominantly beforehand. So let's just say we were all caught off guard and in a good way. Because again, nobody was expecting it, yet Francis did it. He attempted so many takedowns. And, you know, when... Uh, the first one happened and then the second one happened. Even Cyril was just caught off guard. And he, you know, when you're when you're surprised, you're a little bit, you, you freeze a little bit. Like you have a hard time reacting to the thing that you didn't anticipate to the surprise. And uh, from that point on, um, he couldn't really stand uh, very strong. And he would actually give in to those takedown attempts and... That's exactly how Francis Ngannou dominated this fight. But in the meanwhile, I have to give props to Cyril Gunn because while Francis was trying to like analyze his openings and trying to analyze those openings for those takedowns, Cyril Gunn, he actually threw a lot of very incredibly powerful leg kicks, which we now know Francis Ngannou is actually going to undergo knee surgery for those because of how powerful those um, uh, leg kicks were. So that tells you something. That tells you definitely that Cyril Gunn has a lot of power in his striking and that he's a phenomenal fighter. Um, He did uh, do damage to his opponent, but it's just all about you strategizing the game you strategizing exactly what you think you should do to win the fight, win the war in the most efficient way possible, right? So Francis Ngannou, maybe even if he uh, wanted to strike with his opponent, he could have, maybe he could have also won that way. You know, we'll, we'll never know. But what's the most efficient way of dominating his opponent is to 
Number one actually mentally defeat him. After the first two takedowns, Cyril Gunn was already mentally defeated because he wasn't expecting it. He didn't really anticipate it. He, he didn't really know how to react. So when, once the mind is defeated, then it's hard to keep the body coordinated because you have to, again, like it's it's a very interconnected circuit. In the fight game, you have to have a strong uh, mentality you have to have a lot of confidence and then you have to have your brain give signals to your body like okay let's do this let's do that let's improvise do this do that let's stick to the game plan let's uh, stay away from the game plan it's a very dynamic thing but again um the 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 mind and the mentality is what holds it all together if you will uh it's the glue that holds it all together and once that goes then everything just kind of falls apart unfortunately so that's what happened with Cyril Gunn. But um, I want to give a huge shout out to both guys for the way they fought. Cyril Gunn didn't give up and he still tried his best. So I give him props for that. He uh, still definitely showed that he is a very, very potent fighter. And that, you know, the, the even the, the few leg kicks that he threw... And Francis is now needing surgery. That tells you something about how powerful a fighter Cyril Gunn is. And, you know, just because you have one defeat, it doesn't really define you as a fighter or in your career. I feel like it was kind of necessary for Cyril to have that first ever professional loss because now he's going to go back and you know, watch the tapes for this fight and try to improve on his technique and look up his we his weaknesses and see, okay, now I need to improve this and that. Like, I already have so much good, like, Muay Thai skills. Now I just need to, I don't know, maybe even, like, work on my strategizing mm, techniques or I need to work more on my wrestling or whatever it is, you know, that he has to work on. So I feel like it wasn't a bad thing for him after all. Um, also, again, I have to give him props because he's only been doing MMA for three years. So imagine you go into the gym. You're like, OK, today's my first day training MMA. Right. Fast forward to three years later, you're fighting for the UFC heavyweight championship. That's huge to be making so much progress over only three years. Uh, it's unbelievable. Like it, my mind can't even pro process it. So. I do get, I do have to honestly give him a lot of credit for that and um, you know kudos to him kudos to him because it's not easy to do and it only takes like you need to have that X factor in you to be able to make it this far in such short period of time so just imagine how far he will get in the fight game if he uh, fights and trains for a three even three more years and he's already so young and he still has so much more fight left in him so it's only the beginning of the road for him and uh it'll be very interesting how things would turn out for Cyril Gunn but uh yeah he shouldn't be disappointed it's only the beginning and I only see great stuff coming his way but speaking of you know Cyril Gunn potentially getting another chance to fight for the heavyweight title. Like I told you guys earlier, uh, Francis Ngannou only has one more year left to his UFC contract and potentially one more fight left, to like ever, period, to his UFC uh, contract. So 
who will that last lucky person be to fight Francis Ngannou? Are we going to see another rematch uh, between him and Cyril Gunn? Or are we going to see other people trying to fight their way to the top for the heavyweight title? Or if is he just not going to fight at all? Because Francis said before that he prefers to fight once per year. And I guess officially he already had his one fight for 2022. So uh, honestly, I don't know what's going to happen with him. I feel like he's happy. Like he said that he was at peace with himself and his decisions. He later said that at a post-fight press conference. So I only uh, wish the best for him. There's talks of him potentially moving to professional boxing and fighting boxing, which is absolutely phenomenal and if that happens i'm gonna be very supportive of him because like i said he is a very good striker and it'll be very interesting to see how much success he's gonna get in the boxing world but if not you know i hope things also work out for him in the ufc because he is arguably the greatest heavyweight of all time and um i feel like people need to give him more credit for everything he's done so far and uh overall just the potential that he has as the heavy as a heavyweight fighter and a heavyweight champion but overall um great fights this past saturday ufc 270 especially uh when it came to francis Ngannou versus surreal gun and yeah so that that was us just reminiscing a whole bunch about the fights and i'm just looking at the clock right now unfortunately that is all the time we're going to be having for this week you guys make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with previous episodes and can also go to spotify and apple Podcasts to download our episodes and until next time it's your girl jananda here and this is tko peace out